0: Good morning and welcome to my life in Cork, Ireland. My name is Paul O'Mani, and I'm very pleased that you're listening. Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, whatever your interests, whatever your hopes, whatever your fears, whatever kind of coffee you drink, you're terribly welcome. Now, I live on a small housing estate with 80, although it's expanding, houses. And in the back of this Saab A3 2007 is an English Setter, a Llewellyn, and the the, the dog's name is Louis. Uh, recently, had a name change to Prince Louis. We're driving down Church Hill. A steep hill, and the sun is gloriously shining. Hardly a cloud in the sky. All the trees are green or a shade of red. There's red robin, which are hedges. There, uh, there's copper beech. There, there, there's all sorts there, of foliage in different shades of green including things growing out of the walls including grass growing along the verge of this road that I'm driving along this is a road which has room if there's nothing parked on the left-hand side for three cars exactly a three-car road if you like and I'm taking the dog to the vet yes O'Driscoll and somebody else, I think they're more horse vets and cow vets than pets, but I could be well wrong, I'm taking the dog to the vet because he has an ear infection, and after the vet's had a quick look at him, perhaps given him drops, he's been taken to tunnel, to tunnels, he's been taken to kennels! because today is the day when my big activity that I've been helping to organize called Safe Haven 2018 that's it if you want any information about it use that hashtag Safe Haven 2018 not Safe Heaven Haven it takes place it starts off I'm meeting Simon who's coming in at a plane at 9 45 he's already been on his podcast at anchor and he's already talked about his journey to cork so i'm talking about my journey to him now he's coming across from from the uk and i'm turning right here there's a clio in front of me it's a 2014 first half of the year registered in cork 8022 in case you want to track the car and it's very, very clean. My car is not clean, we'll draw a shroud over that. Okay, so a quick run through the the plan for the day. Uh, Dog to vet, dog to kennel, Paul to airport, pick up Simon, pick up a woman who I've never met before, who's also a member of Toastmasters, Her name is Natalie, haven't a clue what she looks like, she got a photograph of me uh, yesterday so, and I'm going to wear a red hat with the logo of the conference on it so that I will be recognizable. uh, Straight away to her hotel, Simon's staying in my house, the the hotel is about, uh, I, I think I could do it in four minutes. Uh, drive from from the house Um, after that and I don't know whether we're gonna stop in the hotel have coffee but I I, this is Simon's not only his first time in a Toastmasters conference his first time in Cork and this is almost impossible to believe but there are such people his very first time in Ireland now I feel very privileged to be entrusted with the job of introducing Simon to Ireland, to our house, to everything. He won't see much of the house, mind you, because this conference is pretty full on. So we have a few hours during the day today when I can take him around Cork. Now, I don't know whether he's a, let's say, a coffee house guy and he wants to go to two or three places and have coffee and sit down the city and smell the, smell the atmosphere. I don't know whether he wants to be taken to Blackrock Castle, to Fota Wildlife Park, whether he wants to be taken to jail, whether he wants to be taken to Spike Island, uh, Cork's Alcatraz, Cove's Alcatraz, Ireland's Alcatraz. Um, where else? I-, I could take him for a walk by the River Lee. I definitely am taking him to the English market no question about that that's compulsory and so that's all that but I have absolutely no idea but I've cleared the 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 diary with family I'll see family on Sunday Uh, I go in and out of the house Simon will go in and out of the house we have no obligation to see my wife and daughter or even to see Louis not is going to the kennels until Sunday evening. Now, the vet may or may not be here. Anyway, that's the schedule guys. I expect to be... um, I will be adding um, huge pieces, well, pieces of audio. Oh my goodness, I've just had information that somebody is coming to the conference via Hollyhead. Which is in uh, North Wales. Bangor. On an island. Uh, okay, Louis. do I have your... I do, I do, I want to... Okay, into the... Oh dear, the vet store is uh, locked. I didn't check what time it opens. Doesn't open till 9.15. It's now 8.43. Only one thing for it. Go to Café Beva and uh, have uh, say good morning there. Quick, or a quick rethink... If I take him into the vet at a quarter past nine, I'm not going to get him dropped off in the kennel before I have to be at the airport. So I am I am going to go straight to the kennel. Doesn't make any sense. Now he's had this ear infection, doesn't seem very severe. Uh, I'm taking a chance. I'm taking a chance. But that's that's a That's the least, um, the least uh, bad thing to do right now. Can you hear that? Can you hear the piano? I'm chewing croissant. They put a piano in the arrivals area of Cork Airport. This man who's playing, I think, is just kind of rocked up and is able to play and he's not a Hired fingers. I've seen this done in Euston Station in London. Might even be also in Kings Cross. Not, not only is this welcome and a little remarkable the guy who's playing it is black and Ireland isn't a very ethnically diverse country in comparison with let us say London where I lived for 18 years and Bristol where I worked for some time both of those places are very diverse my goodness when I visited Chicago it was wonderful I had Taxi drivers from 11 different countries on 11 different taxi journeys. So I just love the... The diversity, the hope it gives me for disrupting the status quo and... Making a more interesting and... Vibrant world. I wish you'd play more. But I have coffee to drink. The plane is, I think, uh, 45 uh, 15 minutes later, certainly 15 minutes later than I expected. While I was getting out of the car, I'm looking for something. While I was getting out of the car, I wrote a ditty. I've taken to the habit of writing a few lines of something that looks like poetry at least every day. So this one's called The Ninth of May. Once upon a memory, punctuation passed, moments missed glimpses gone. A flicker of fantasy. Lightning daylight. Now no more. I wish I'd paid more attention. The 9th of May. I'm waiting for the arrival of my friend. The woman, and the woman, Natalie, whom I certainly won't recognize. We're all all beautiful people, so, you know. So this is the sound of the center of Cork City, and Natalie King has arrived in Cork City. Now, she's never been in Cork City before, but she's been to Ireland a good number of times, and she's been to several Toastmasters' conferences. Immediately on my left is Simon Toon, who's never been in Ireland before, and as a consequence never been in Cork, and as a consequence never walked along the side of the River Lee. And we are heading for the English market. So the next step in our journey is to sit in the dining room of the Clayton Silver Springs Hotel at lunchtime. So I'm gonna ask natalie and simon the same question and uh, it's a really the same question i'm going to hopefully ask just about everybody who will be willing to be asked it during the conference so uh, very simple one uh, one line question Um, not looking for a huge long answer but take any answer that's given so let's start with natalie natalie why have you come to this Toastmasters conference?
1: Because I love Ireland and I do enjoy the conferences and I have to... I'm an area director, so it's part of my duties to come. But mostly because I love coming to Ireland.
0: Thank you very much. Simon Toon, why yes. have you come to this Toastmasters conference? For probably two, two, at least two different reasons. One is I've never been to Ireland before, so it's a new experience coming to Ireland for me. Um, another reason would be I've never been to a Toastmasters conference before. So again, that's another new experience for me. So and I'm in the mood for pushing myself out of my comfort zone and having some new experiences and seeing where they take me. Thank you very much, Simon Toon. Thank you. Simon ask me that question again please Paul Amani tell me sir why did you join Toastmasters okay let me try answering it in two in two stages one is uh, uh, why did I go to a Toastmasters meeting yep because I certainly went to one with no intention of joining and uh, secondly why did I join And uh, Well, the first thing is I vaguely heard of Toastmasters many years before, and I don't know, nothing, it meant nothing to me except I vaguely heard somebody had gone to Toastmasters.
1: Um,
0: Then uh, I went to a um, business networking international meeting, BNI meeting, in Cork, and a guy I became very friendly with there uh, was a member of BNI and one of the things you do at BNI is you make a one minute uh, presentation of your business at every meeting now I saw this guy do a one-minute presentation about his business I saw him do two things make a one minute presentation about his business and he was an awful and I then saw him because he became the finance guy in the local I forget what they're called Chapters or something, hmm. and he was awful. And uh, I mean, he was—he gave the information, but there was no life in the presentation. There mm-hmm. was nothing, uh, you know, and it was kind of boring to listen to. And you know, I, I, this is I, an elevator pitch type scenario. Well, the elevator pitch is the one minute every uh, oh, yeah. every more every, because everybody who goes to a BNI meeting does a one minute um, elevator pitch. Um, it's a kind of, it's almost, it isn't the same as a table topic because you actually prepare it and some people script it even. But anyway, his stuff was no good in my head. I'm being awfully um, blunt, right? Yeah. But I, and I'm talking about Alan Cuthbert. So if Alan listens to this, he, I've already spoken with him about this. So anyway, um, we, uh, I, he then became the finance guy and you know finance people have to report in and that's longer than the one minute thing and okay to put it nicely Alan had plenty of development needs and he had huge potential nicest man you could possibly meet I didn't see him then for about I don't know six months and I went to another um, BNI uh, meeting and it was a different man totally different guy He was engaging, he was a storyteller. He he was able to uh, uh, interest people in the room in whatever he was talking about. And I thought, what on earth happened, Alan? Mm. And he said, "Um, well, I went to Toastmasters. I said, what? Yeah, he said, "Uh, I went. But you should go sometime. And I said, "Mm, okay. Another year and a half went by, maybe... Three years even went by, and then a good friend of mine, Shirley Gallagher, who is in Toastmasters and will be at the conference, um, she uh, said, I'm going to a meeting. She's a member of Cork East, East Cork, whatever, Cork East. So I said, Well, all right, I'll go along. So I went along, and I'll never forget, it was a February um, night, and I was really struck by how friendly and supportive everybody was. And I thought, this is a bit weird. I'm not usually, I don't usually go to gatherings of people and come away with the impression that they're all very, very supportive to each other. I might come away with the impression that a few of them are very supportive, but this was a degree of consistency I hadn't encountered. In fact, I did a speech once at Toastmasters about the fact that the only other place it reminded me of was going to Lourdes with my mother, where everybody was supportive and caring and empathetic towards other people but basically my I sat there in the room and I thought well look if they're all like this um, I'd like a bit more of it I didn't join Toastmasters with massive ambitions to be a better speaker of course I wanted to be a better speaker but I was attracted in by the the friendliness of this and I suppose you could say I was ripe for another activity in my life I, I you know and going twice a month to a meeting didn't seem to me to be all that arduous and uh, I, I'll keep this short because I could tell the story about how when I was filling oh I decided I'm going to join so I said I'd like to join I said how much is it to join and they told me and uh, I said alright I can afford to pay that and I was filling out the application form and I turned it over and I saw what's this thing on the back I promise Toastmasters Promise and ten things written down. I said, what's this about? They said, oh yeah, that's Toastmasters Promise. I, said. I looked at it, very quickly looked at it and said, well, I suppose pretty obvious number one thing is to, to go to meetings regularly. And I thought, well, I'm paying you money. Why should I want to go to meetings regularly? Anyway, so I didn't pay that much attention to the Toastmasters Promise. Anyway, so the short answer is I went to a Toastmaster meeting for the reasons that I said which was that it was to do with the improvement that somebody, pra- real improvement that somebody made, and the fact that a friend happened to catch me at the right time and said, do "You want to come to a meeting?" Mm. And uh, I decided I wanted to join because of the unusually consistent behaviours that I saw in the room. Is that? I
1: know those are un- those are underpinned by the toastmasters Passers' promise? Is that why? He- when well, well I
0: mean, I, I could talk about Toastmasters for a long time because I think it's one of the most neglected things in Toastmasters, and in all the years I've been Toastmasters, which is only from February 2015, I haven't heard a, a single person with the exception of Moira O'Brien who mentioned it briefly uh, at a speech that I was at. I have, I've seen nobody take it seriously as a, like, for example, do a speech on... The the four toastmasters values or even the four of them well that's not even in the promise but basically to uh, like something as simple as that you will uh, you will take on a, a, role, a club if role if, ask, if asked ask, yeah. now there is a good speech topic right there by the way is a huge number of interpretations of that um, around the world I've come across interpretations of that which says that if you refuse a role you get kicked out of the club, now that is not a good club to have been in, but on the other hand there are people who have, uh, and this is all available on uh, the Toastmasters LinkedIn international group, um, which anyone in Toastmasters can join, but there's huge um, discussion about these kind of things, and on the other extreme there are people who I totally agree with who say, look. That promise means that, as much as I possibly can, I will come to meetings, and you know, I. But on the other hand, by implication, I do need to take account of the fact that my child isn't well, my mother isn't well. You know, we've got um, to go on holidays. Mm. You know, there's all the other aspects of life from which we learn. See, and that's the thing about. Anyway, sorry, I'm going into another rant. So is it is it not the case that you joined Toastmasters because you wanted to practice answering a question in under seven minutes and thirty seconds? Well the real reason and don't tell anybody about this. I've been disqualified from more competitions than, <laughs> than I have. I actually wanted to meet more women. And Toastmasters is a great place to meet women. <laughs> always end on a, always end on a punchline. Right, I'm now crossing the river on a bridge and I'm with Laura Bruce who's joined our company and I'm going to ask Laura Bruce the very same question as I have intend to ask people all over the weekend, a very short question, she can give as long an answer or as short an answer as she likes. Uh, Laura Bruce, welcome to Cork. Thank you Paul. Why have you come to the Toastmasters conference? Well, the short answer, the first answer is I'm obligated to come because I'm a member of the district leadership team and I'm here to make a report to the members and to present that report at the business meeting on Saturday morning. The second answer, and the answer which accounts for all of my previous conference attendings, is that I like people. And there's a lot of nice people at the Toastmasters Conference. So if you like people, it's a good place to run into a whole bunch of them in one spot and have loads and loads of crack. Thank you, Laura. I'm with Luan Kent, who's come to Cork from a very uh, long distance away. Luan, can I ask you first of all, uh, where... Where do you live? Where have you come from? And then I'd like to know, why have you come to conference?
1: Well, I came from Phoenix, Arizona. And why did I come to conference? I'm, I'm even trying to remember the very first one I went to. I think it was down in Nina, And from that minute, I was totally hooked. And my favorite part of conference, unlike a lot of people, is I love the council meeting. Absolutely love the council meeting. Because that's where I found out what went on in the background within the district. And it just brought a whole new meaning to Toastmasters. And then after several years, I joined the district team. So then I had to come to conference. (laughs) But even when I was district governor, my favorite thing was still the council meeting. But it was. It was, and you met so many people, so many people, and you had so much fun and so little sleep.
0: <laughs> Luann, thank you ever so much. You're very, uh, very welcome. Very warm welcome to Cork.
1: Thank you.